Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Okay, okay. Well, since uh, the Hangouts are kind of hung up right now, we're going to have to go ahead and work with another episode from me again. Live and in charge, of course. But, hey, let me get my... Let's see, where's my headset? Yep, yep. They're on my head right where I left them. Yeah, okay. So, no need to hold back on this. Let's just go on ahead and get into it because... Welcome to the J-Man Show here on... J360 Radio! Man, oh man, you know something? Uh, I could never get enough of saying that every week. And it doesn't even matter what day I do it on, to be honest with you. It just feels so good to be back behind the mic and talking to my adoring public out there, aka the J360 Legion and the Jam Fam, and of course, you know, the Power Play crew. Hell, you're all united as the J360 Legion anyway. But yeah, you know. <laughs> I got nothing but respect and love for you. And, you know, because of these little hang-ups around here, they don't deter the show, they only pause them. And one way or another, the J-Man's coming back in full effect because, hey, you got episode 194 right now here on J360 Radio. And you know something? Um, it, It's nice enough to do these double specials for you guys. Just making sure that you ain't too much fan noise floating around. The one that's behind me is actually shut down because we all saw that little experiment yesterday, right? So, <laughs> no need for that to be happening. And, uh, yes, I'm sure hoping that that episode didn't turn you off or really beat you down too much. I'm just saying this, one way or another, it's okay to take time and really, really think about things. It's okay to have those hard and deep questions to ask yourself. Because if you nullify them for yourself, what make you think that you can actually ask them to other people and all that? And it's okay to not have all the answers at one time. If you had them all at one time, clearly we all be a lot more insane than we already are right now. And I tell you that stuff because as leader of J360 Productions and as the guy who runs things around here, I got to talk to you and tell you. I got to keep you on your toes as well as... uh help you out every step of the way and you know what you'll respect me for it <laughs> or i hope you do but today that's not on the topic today we're actually gonna kind of quell things down and we're gonna ask the question of moral is that moral is that moral but is it moral though you know what i mean and also we're gonna have some storytellings going on here because some of y'all, you know, y'all liked exactly when I did those nightmare tales for you during the Monster Fest. And y'all were probably wondering if I had something for y'all in the springtime. Well I do. 
and we might go ahead and get that started right now. So we got a few fables to look into, and honestly, there's some good stuff in these fables. I don't know if they age well or not, you know, a little bit of public domain here and there, but, um, you know, so for those of you that get offended by every damn thing, leave the room, get out, GTFO! And if any other case, I'd happily stamp your head and send you wherever the hell you want to go. At least it's not on my tip, it's the government's tip. You know, at that point, I remember somebody giving me a question the other day, say, Jay, how does government work? It doesn't. Moving forward, though, <laughs> our first fable of the night is called The Fox and the Goat. So let's take a look at it. A fox fell into a well and was unable to get out again. By and by, a thirsty goat came by, seeing the fox in the well, and asked him if the water was good. Good, said the fox. It's the best water I ever tasted in my life. Come on down and try it. The goat thought of nothing but the prospect of quenching his thirst and jumped in at once. And when he had enough to drink, he looked about, like the fox, for some way of getting out, but couldn't find none. Presently, the fox said, I have an idea. You stand on your hind legs, plant your forelegs firmly against the side of the well, then I climb on your back, and from there, by stepping out on your horns, I can get out. And when I'm out, I'll help you out too. The goat did as he was requested, and the fox climbed on his back and out of the well. And then he coolly walked away. The goat called out loudly at him and reminded him of his promise to help him, but the fox merely turned and said, <laughs> If you had as much sense in your head as you have hair in your beard, you would have gotten in the well without making certain that you could get out again. <laughs> and the moral of that story is, look before you leap. Now, haven't you been in a situation just like that? You know, where you help somebody and you lift them up and then all of a sudden they go about their own way and leaving you there to rot in that place? You might want to pay attention to what's around you because the moral is, is that, yeah, you know, it, it kind of has that whole what's in it for me kind of thing. But at the same time, you should always be thinking about your well-being as additional to helping out other people and their well-being. So you should always be like that sometimes. But in this particular case, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? But is that moral? Does that apply to what happens nowadays? Yeah, I think so. Many content creators out there, I helped out. And not to mention, they act like, oh, I didn't need your help. Yeah, I should have let you hang. Mm-hmm. And every step of it. But you know me, I, I try to go ahead and do it this way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway, the next thing we have is this. The Ass and Its Burdens. No, seriously, that's the name of the fable. The Ass and His Burdens. Okay, once upon a time, a peddler who owned an ass one day bought a quantity of salt and loaded up his beast with as much as he could bear. On the way home, the ass stumbled as he was crossing a stream and fell into the water. The salt got thoroughly wetted, and much of it melted and drained away, so that when he got on his legs again, the ass found his load has become much less heavy. His master, however, drove him back to town and bought more salt which added to what remained on the panners, and it started out again. No sooner had they reached the stream that the ass lay down in it and rose as before with a much lighter load. But his master detected the trick, turning back once more, bought a large number of sponges and piled them on the back of the ass. When they came to the stream again, the ass again laid down, but this time, as the sponges soaked up large quantity of water, he found when he got up on his legs that he had a bigger burden to carry than ever. The moral of the story is, you may play a good card once too often. 
Yeah, you can't be running around here fooling people like that. If anything, that ass knew better. You know, that's why at some time, at some point, you have to go ahead and kick the ass a little bit. Maybe then to help him get some sense. Because one way or another, you fill up all this stuff with sponges, of course you're going to be twice as loaded. Now you got to carry that seawater in addition to the load that you got, you conniving, lying ass. That's why we shouldn't have asses like that in the world anymore. But then again, we got too many asses all floating around. But however, they stand on two legs and they talk. You know it, I know them, and some of them had the nerve to get reelected. Damn shame, though. Disgusting, if you will. You know what I mean? It's shame. Shame, I say. Anyway, here's your next one. This one's called The Blind Man and the Cub. There once was a blind man who had so fine of a sense of touch that when any animal was put into his hands, he could tell what it was merely by the feel of it. One day the cub of a wolf was put into his hands, and he asked what it was. He thought it for some time, and then said, Indeed, I am not sure whether it is a wolf's cub or a fox's, but this I know, it would never do to trust it in a sheepfold. Boy, where's the rest of the story? I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Actually, it says this. Evil tendencies are shown in early life, is the moral of that story. Hmm, well, I guess, I don't know. See, there's a lot of people that start off bad, end up good. And there's a lot of people that start off good and end up coming back to bring about the reckoning. So, I mean, it really depends on the person. But is that moral? Is that something to live by? Evil tendencies are shown early in life. Hmm, well, it is a foundation of sorts, but people are really complex. So, I don't know about how that fable goes. Maybe y'all can tell me about it sometime. This particular one is called The Fisherman and the Sprat. A fisherman cast his net into the sea, and he drew upon it again. It contained nothing but a single sprat that begged to be put into the water. I'm only a little fish now, it said. But I shall grow big one day, and then if you come and catch me again, I shall be of some use to you. But the fisherman replied, Oh no, I shall keep you now. I've got you. If I put you back, should I ever see you again? Not likely. The moral of the story is, a little thing in hand is worth more than a great thing in prospect. Well, yeah, I guess, you know, because, see, look, is that moral, though? See, the thing about it is, yeah, I guess it would be, because, see, a lot of people always complain about things they don't have, and they always whine about stuff that they're entitled to, and they always talk about, like, you know what, that should be mine, or she should be with me, not him, oh, why is she with him? Because apparently she couldn't stand your annoying ass, that's why. And not only that, she didn't know you. (laughs) But the thing about it is, is this, you see, sometimes it's okay to have something small that can grow for you. See, when you got it now, it can grow for you. It's kind of like when you get, like, you know, a certain amount of money right now. You can use that money to make more money if you really wanted to. And I'm not talking about going to the slot machine. I'm talking about, like, thinking about investment or thinking about, like, opening an online store. Whatever it takes. But, you know, it is kind of nice to have that little thing worth now that it can grow into something great later. But in particular, this one is actually pretty okay. So I'm not mad at that one. Not like I was mad at the other one, but you know what I mean. Now, this one. The Boasting Traveler. 
A man once went abroad in his travels, and when he came home, he had wonderful tales to tell of the things he had done in foreign countries. Among other things, he said he had taken part in a jumping match at Rhodes, and had done a wonderful jump that n which no one could beat. Just go to Rhodes and ask him, he said. Everyone will tell you it's true. But one of those who was listening said, If you can jump as well as that, we needn't go to Rhodes to prove it. Just imagine this is Rhodes for a minute. And now jump. Now you see the particular part about that is you can tell this old lying son bit. He didn't even go to Rhodes. He couldn't jump at all. So let this be a lesson to your boasting ass. Deeds, not words. The moral of the story. Deeds, not words. Because anybody can say anything. Anybody can say that they're great. Anybody can go ahead and tell you that, you know, yeah, when I was over there, I was awesome and all that stuff. Anybody can do that to you. But you see, it's the deeds. If you could do it then, you could do it anywhere. It's kind of like when I called out one of those uh, would-be people that designed a uh, map in Halo with MLG variants because apparently, uh, you know, his skills only work in MLG variants rather than, like, in any sort of frame. I like to think this. MLG is Major League Gaming, right? If you're somebody that participates in esports and in MLG full-time and whatever, you can play in anything. So I don't really care or am impressed about when people go on and act that way. Oh, that's my anchor of life. You know, that's like me. I play Street Fighter anywhere. It could be the most crap port of the game, and I'd still play it. I'd never complain. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you'll, you'll know the boasting ones, right? The ones that always got something to say, something to say, what the holdup is. Like, even as I mentioned Street Fighter, yeah, we got an event happening for the Power Play tomorrow, for those of you that are interested. It's another Showdown series episode, and it's another rematch between me, Space Force, and, of course, you know, Washington will be there along with Vic, and we're all just going to be battling out for supremacy to see what happens. But it's a nice follow-up to the one that we did do. One way or another, I like doing those things because guess what? It gets us all out and active and having a good time, which is the main plot of it. But going back to what I said before, you see the thing about it is I don't have to boast that I'm good at Street Fighter. You can see it. And not only that, when I lose, I come back even better. That's the whole point. But, you know, at the end of the day, there is no boasting going on. As I make that series, you see it. And I play in any sort of area or in any sort of way I can. That's how it goes down, usually. But you see... That's just one of those kind of things that separate you, me, and everybody else in the J360 Legion from everybody else. Because if you're a lot like me and if I left an impression on you, the one thing I want you to do is never give up. Never stop trying. Keep going for what you want. Even if you're not going to be a part of the J360 Legion at that point. Even if you're not going to be following me after a while. But remember that principle. See, a lot of people are hoping that you give up, throw in the towel, leave a vacuum, all that kind of stuff. Some people are hoping that you do it, but it's better if you go ahead and try again, strike out on your own cord, and keep growing from there. That's what's supposed to happen. And with all this pessimism floating around here, I'm going to give you the best optimism I can give you. And not only that, it's going to be optimism with a lot of truth around it. Grow with that. Your next fable is, well, actually, let's ask the question. Is that moral? Yes. Yes, it's moral. Now... <laughs> This particular one is pretty interesting. I think my old mother read this to me way back in the day. This one is called The Crab and His Mother. An old crab said to her son, Why do you walk sideways like that, my son? You ought to walk straight. The young crab replied, 
Show me how, dear mother, and I'll follow your example. The old crab tried, and tried, and tried in vain, but then saw how foolish she had been to find fault with her child. Example is more powerful than principle. Moral of the story. See, the thing about it is, a lot of people will go ahead and they'll say principle, they'll say all this other stuff, but when it get right down to it, you know, when you're doing your example, show me how, show me how, and you can't show it, then you start learning how to be humble, don't you? There's a humble effect in that. A long time ago, man, see, even Uncle Jay had to learn how to do that with his nephews and stuff, you know? The thing about it is, you can say all that stuff, you can boast it if you want to, but it's better to show respect, and then go ahead and get that respect by showing an example to give them that shot. And I don't mean do it for them, example. I mean, haven't we all had that at one time? Haven't we all had like these mentors that come out of the wood woodwork to tell us how to do these things, but they don't necessarily show us how to do it? And then at the end of the day, you'll know because that they feel as though, oh, I don't have to show you how to do it. It's because you don't know how to do it. And I say these mentors, these gatekeepers, all that kind of stuff. The ones that have that level layer, all that crazy stuff that they go ahead and tell you, oh, you got to do it this way because I said so. Well, show me how to do it. Oh, well, I, I'm, I'm not. See, as soon as you see that, there you go. But yeah, like I said, man, fools of every color are out there nowadays and you got to learn how to pay attention to it. You see what I'm saying? Okay, now we got another ass story. Y'all ready for ass? I know you can't get enough ass. Some of y'all out there trying to get ass. And no, I'm not talking about the same ass. Which, by the way, make sure you shave it first. Okay, so this particular one is called the ass in the shadow. A certain man hired an ass for a journey in summertime. And started out with the owner following behind to drive the beast. By and by, in the heat of the day, they stopped to rest. And the traveler wanted to lie down in the ass's shadow. But the owner, who himself wished to be out of the sun, wouldn't let him do that. For he had said he had hired the ass only and not his shadow. The other maintained that his bargain secured him complete control of the ass for the time being. From words, they came to blows. And while they were belaboring each other about, the ass took off to his heels and was soon out of sight. (laughs) So in the end, they're both very, very stupid asses indeed, more so than the beast. But but no, 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 that's not the moral. The moral of the story is, in quarreling about the shadow, we often lose the substance. That's right. That's very true. I mean, like, say like you and me, we have a goal, right? We try to achieve that goal, and then we go about the ways of achieving it. Now, on the day of, or usually the day before, you know, certain people in partnerships start complaining, start getting cold feet, start saying, hey, let's change this up. And then at the end of the day, things are already set up. So then the arguments come into play. But you see, as the argument comes in, the time wasted, and then it's time for showtime. And then at the end of the day, the show doesn't take off because you and that other person are still arguing to this day or, you know, or it just never came about because guess what? You didn't set up all the frequencies. It could be a whole lot of things that go wrong. And you don't even have the whole platform you started with. There's a lot of things that bust apart because of nonsense like that, right? So, is that moral? Yeah, that's moral, because it's very true to what goes on. And people are still arguing about petty stuff to this day. It could be the most minute thing you've ever thought about, and people are still complaining about it. Is it funny, though? I don't know, it depends, because, like I said, if you're not the one in the show, then, yeah, it would be funny to you. But if you're the one that's involved, she. 
Yeah, I'm trying not to cuss, but it's the truth, man. You know, like, people are like that sometimes, you know? Anyway, uh, the next one we got is The Cooking the Dog. A rich man once invited a number of his friends and acquaintances to a banquet. His dog thought it would be a good opportunity to invite another dog, a friend of his. So he went to him and said, Yo, my master is giving a feast. There will be a fine spread. So come and dine with me tonight. The dog thus invited came, and when he saw the preparations being made in the kitchen, he said to himself, My word, I'm in luck. I'll take care enough to eat enough tonight to last me two or three days. At the same time, he wagged his tail briskly by showing a way of showing his friend how delighted he was to have been asked. But just as the cook caught sight of him in his annoyance at seeing a strange dog in the kitchen, he caught him by the hind legs and threw him out the window. This is a very old story, so come on. He had a pretty nasty fall and limped away as quickly as he could, howling dismally. Presently, some other dogs met him and said, Well, what sort of dinner did you get? To which he replied, I had a splendid time. The wine was so good and I drank so much of it that I don't really remember how I got out of the house. (laughs) Oh, that's wild, man. (laughs) Okay. This one says, be shy of favors bestowed at the expense of others. The moral of the story. Okay, so be shy of favors bestowed at the expense of others. Yeah. Yeah, you might want to be a little wary sometimes, because you never know anymore. If anything, that kind of that whole scenario kind of reminds me of Dinner for Schmucks when that came out. Boy, I mean... Because, <laughs> you know, they had that dinner where they had all those... Um, extraordinary people in there and they were exploiting them and stuff like that remember that yeah that, that kind of reminds me of that a little bit but i mean at the end of the day like the the cook didn't really know about the dogs and stuff you know what i mean didn't know the plan so of course he was gonna throw him out he wasn't gonna throw out his master's dog because if he did he'd be out of a job so yeah you know if it's a strange dog right there threw him right out and everything but, uh, yeah, the other dog lied about it, of course, because that's not what he had. He had a toss-up. Matter of fact, you can say that there was no salad at all in the bowl. And it's just really, really interesting. So, yeah, you might want to be a little be a little wary, but, you know, at the same time, have a good time, I suppose. Now, should we talk about the monkey as king? Mm-hmm. Looking at these two right now. I should have flipped the coin on these. But let's see. The thieves and the cock. Yeah, y'all like cocks, right? Chickens! Chickens, I said! Anyway, it's called the thieves and the cock. Some thieves broke into a house and found nothing worth taking except the cock, which they seized and carried off with them. When they were preparing their supper, one of them caught up the cock and was about to wring his neck when he cried out for mercy and said, Pray, do not kill me. You will find me a most useful bird. For I rouse honest men to do their work in the morning by me crowing. But the thief replied with some heat. Yes, I know you do. Making it harder for us to get a livelihood. Into the pot you go. The moral of the story is the safeguards of virtue are hateful to those with evil intentions. That's true. Because you see the thing about it is what old cock was thinking that he was trying to do. (laughs) <laughs> wow okay so what 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 um what the foul thought he was gonna do was 
was that, yes, pray thee that he would be the most useful bird. He would go ahead and crow into the days so that, you know, the cops will find out what the noise was. And then the cops will go to the thieves hideout and go ahead and have a good old bust em up, Sess, and take them over there to the pokey. But the truth is, and this is if cops actually did their jobs, by the way. Some do, but, you know, the the stain is still there, folks. The thing is about this, they weren't going to waste that. And I'm wondering this. That thief was very adamant about eating that cock. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, boy. The monkey as king. At a gathering of all the animals, the monkey danced and delighted them so much that they made him their king. The fox, however, was very disgusted at the promotion of the monkey. So, having one day found a trap with a piece of meat in it, he took the monkey there and said to him, Here is a dainty morsel I have found, sire. I do not take it myself because I thought it ought to be reserved for you, the king. Will you please accept it? The monkey made at once for the meat and got trapped. <laughs> he got trapped. Then he bitterly reproached the fox for leading him in danger. But the fox only laughed and said, Oh, monkey, you call yourself king of the beasts, and you have it more sense than to be taken in like that. Which is why, you know, you should be aware of who you elect in leadership positions. You know, if you got somebody who makes hard decisions a lot and is okay with them and is willing to go ahead about leading something somewhere, it's not really against the ideals of that person being the leader. Now, you know, you could be the joker. You could be all that kind of stuff if you want to. But, you know, at the end of the day, you still got to run your business. You still got to lead it. Like me leading J360, right? Like, yeah, sure, I uh, joke and have a good time. But when I'm ready to go ahead and put that product out there and get it done from the forefront and everything, yeah, I got to get that done. You know, like when you're putting on the show, you got to get it done. That's the most important thing. Because if not, you know, just joking around and all that kind of stuff be no better than the damn monkey in the story. Which at the same time, you know, it's no different than like when the frogs wanted a king. And like, uh, they ended up getting a stork that ate most of the people. So, be careful what you wish for if you know. Now, this one is called... Now actually, let's ask the question, is that moral? Yeah, actually it is. Be mindful of who you put into power. Be mindful of who you elevate. So yes, yes, it is moral. Okay, here's another one for you. The Farmer and Fortune. A farmer was plowing one day on his farm when he turned up a pot of golden coins with his plow. He was overjoyed at his discovery and from that time forth made an offering daily at the shrine of the goddess of the earth. Fortune was displeased at this and came to him and said, My man, why do you give earth the credit for the gift which I bestowed upon you? You never thought of thanking me for your good luck. But you should be unlucky enough to lose what you have gained. I know very well that I, Fortune, should come in for all the blame. The moral of this story is, show gratitude where gratitude is due. And truth be told, you know, like, he did show gratitude. But you see, also, this one is questionable because, see, the thing is, he did show gratitude to uh, the goddess of the earth. At that time, yeah, you know depending on who you who you cherish around here. I'm not going to throw stones. But, you know, quite a lot of people back in those ancient days did sacrifices and all. And to go ahead and give to the earth because of a bountiful harvest, that's pretty cool, you know? Didn't think that, you know, one way or another, 
that he was making up those, um, you know, he was thinking that it was a gift from the goddess of the earth and not fortune itself. You know what I'm saying? It's a little different at that point because who knows? Maybe the crops could have turned into gold. Maybe he could have had a bountiful harvest. It could have been a lot of things. But if you're not giving gratitude to all things, you know, then there might not be a good turnout. And see, a lot of people have a hard time with gratitude. So I'm going to say this. The story's questionable, but the moral, yeah, that's moral, you know? In one way or another, it's interesting. Okay, so let's see. What do we have for you also, also here? Wait, what, what do we have here? Okay, here we go. The owl and the birds. The owl is a very wise bird. And once long ago, when the first oak sprouted in the forest, she called all the other birds together and said to them, You see this tiny tree? If you take my advice, you will destroy it now when it is small. For when it grows big, the mistletoe will appear upon it, from which bird lime will be prepared for your destruction. Again, when the first flax was sown, she said to them, Go and eat up that seed, for it is the seed of the flax, out of which men will one day make nets to catch you. Once more, when she saw the first archer, she warned the birds that he was their deadly enemy, who would wing his arrows with their own feathers and shoot them. But the birds took no notice of this. In fact, they thought she was rather mad and laughed at her. When, however, everything turned out as she had foretold, they changed their minds and conceived a great respect for her wisdom. Hence, whenever she appears, the birds attend upon her in hope of hearing something that may be for their own good. She, however... Gives them advice no longer, but sits moping and pondering on the folly of her kind. Oh, I'm pausing for deep introspective thought. Why y'all look at me like that? (laughs) The truth is, though, there is a lot of Cassandra truth in this story. Now, you might not get a moral in this one. Some of them you you don't. Matter of fact, not in um, blatant terms you do. But you see, half the time, like, when somebody's telling the truth about some things, people don't listen. This is actually relevant. Matter of fact, this might be kind of like Twitter to a point. You know, if there's somebody out there that says, you know, hey, let's just get away from Twitter for a while. Let's just go on ahead and get away from, like, social media in general. Work on fixing our lives up a little bit and then come back. Whereas you know that you got people on that have to be there, well, in their mind, have to be there all the time. And go ahead and just act as foolish as it can be because of the numbers game on these social media sites. And then one way or another, bathe in the folly and the fallacies of their whole thing, where somebody else who probably doesn't check into it as often as they did is a lot more healthier, probably um, living their lives a little bit better, ain't even worrying about it, but looking at other people do foolish things. Quite a lot of us out there sitting on the sidelines for it. I remember one time, like, uh, I didn't want to get involved with a lot of things. I didn't really want to get to know people at the time. And, um, I was kind of like the owl in this picture right now, but all the other birds seem to be doing all right. You know, at the end of the day, you're going to make somebody a healthy dinner. Keep doing what you do. (laughs) But you know, here's the thing. I always did things according to my rules and I always stepped in like it was something that was going wrong and affected everything content creating. And plus, I always know when to get away from social media. So that's kind of the way to do it. If it's something that you're bearing down on and stuff like that, and you know that it's alienating you and everybody else and stuff, you might want to get away from it. Because, you know, I ain't going to do you no good if you act that way. Alrighty. So, let's see. We got another one here. And this one is called, 
Yes, another ass story. Hey, y'all, bring the ass and don't spank it because it's a very, very sacred beast. We are planning to kill it later. I'm just kidding. Kidding. I know some of y'all can't handle that. You know, Jay, animal rights. You know, hey, taste the broad side of my left foot. <laughs> Things like that. Like I said, you can't please everybody. Anyway, next thing we have, it's called the ass and the lion's skin. Oof. Let's go ahead and take a listen. An ass found a lion's skin and dressed himself up in it. Then he went about frightening everyone he met, so they all took him to be a lion, men and beasts alike, and took their heels when they saw him coming. Elated by the success of his trick, he loudly brayed in triumph. The fox heard him and recognized him at once for the ass he was, and said to him, Oho, my friend, it is you, is it? I too should have been afraid if I hadn't heard your voice. <laughs> All right, the moral of the story is clothes may disguise a fool, but his words will give him away. See, the thing about it is, it's like, that's true to form, too, because, see, the thing is, a lot of people get caught off guard by certain things. Tell you hear it speak. You know what I'm saying? Tell you really, really know. It's one of them kind of things that you see all the time, and, you know, don't be fooled by things too easily. Like, really pay attention to what goes on. Because one way or another, there's a lot of fools out here that are scared of a fool that dresses in another pair of clothing to get by. And, uh, yeah, is that moral? Yeah, that's moral. Uh, the only reason why I didn't do that is that moral to the owl, because the thing is, we didn't really get one. But at the same time, it's true to form, so it's relevant. Yeah, it's true. Okay, now let's see. Do we have enough time in the show for one more? Do we have... Yes, we do. This one is actually very important. This one is called The Boy Bathing. And I know some of you sickos have a different kind of mind, but no, it's not about that kind of story. Ugh. Anyway, the story's called The Boy Bathing. And it's called, Hmm, a boy was bathing in a river and got out of his depth and was in danger of being drowned. A man who was passing by along a road heard his cries for help. Went to the riverside and began to scold him for being so careless as to get into the deep water, but made no attempt to help him. Oh, sir, said the boy, please help me first and scold me afterwards. Yeah, isn't that very familiar? Like, you know, like how some people ask for help, but then there's somebody that's going ahead and giving them a whole lot of crap before helping them. Like, you know... Wow, this is beneath me to help you. You should never have a boa. You should never. Let me tell you something. This is true to form. And the moral of the story is give assistance, not advice, in a crisis. Everybody needs to know that. That goes for me, too. That goes for every damn body walking this planet right now. Give assistance, not advice, in a crisis. That would help. Like, real help. Like, you know, even Ron Burgundy some point this out to him in the sequel to Anchorman. When he's like, you know, why don't you just help instead of explaining it like a dick? <laughs> you know, things like that. You know what I mean? It doesn't cost much to do some help. Now, a lot of us get annoyed with things, and a lot of us, you know, it might have been expert timing for us. But you see, the thing about it is, is this. Helping people out because they really don't know doesn't mean you get to go on your high horse about it. You should help. That's kind of the way it is. And then you can choose not to. You can let the little boy drown, just like in this story. But let me ask you, is that moral? Hell, that's the truth right there. Seen so many people, you know, on like 
message boards and all that kind of stuff. They they go ahead and they go like, Ugh, this is why, this is how, blah, blah, blah. this is, it's like, yo, 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 chief. If you didn't want to help, then go sit in the corner and shut the hell up. Somebody out here really wanted to know. It's kind of like when I'm looking for stuff to repair my guitar Ruby and all these other things that I want to do. Like, you know, I don't really have to buy an interface because I have this mixer over here and stuff. And like one of those kind of things. But there's always that one that's such an expert and pretty much represents all the vices that is in this book of fables here. You know, you could just meet these people on the daily and it's like, you know, at the end of the day, if you didn't want to help, but you want to throw your two cents, well, here, I'm going to take your two cents. I'm going to punch you in the face with them. And that way you'll feel good about yourself in the morning because you kind of need it. At the end of the damn day, it's like this. It's not about you. It's about helping out this person with the, you know, whoever has the problem out here. And there's quite a lot of people who don't know. And you got to have patience enough to be willing to help them. It's kind of like getting mad at a kid that doesn't know that two plus two equals four. You can't do that like that, you know? And knowing full well that this person is just learning this stuff. There are people out there that are not on that same keel as you and I are, but we have to be patient enough to help them out. And that could be like somebody that's actually in their 30s that don't really know how to balance out their checkbooks and all that kind of stuff. They probably don't know. But it would be better to give assistance instead of advice in a crisis. So, you know, that's one of them kind of things to pay attention to. And actually, that's the perfect note to actually stop the fables on. Like, for right there, you know, it's it's good to have these kind of things, you know. But when it gets right down to it, I'm going to go ahead and drop one moral, though, for y'all. Notoriety is often mistaken for fame. We need to quit going ahead and glorifying that, too. Like, when people run around here, they do stupid stuff, and you know it's blatantly stupid. I mean, it makes you feel good about yourself. That's why we laugh. But at the same time, you know, you got to look at it and be like... Notoriety is not a, anything to cherish about with this, especially right now in these days. Like, it, it, it's actually part of those one things that why, like, when we look at a movie that's really, really tiresome. And I don't mean, like, bad or good, because that depends on, pers- you know, that depends on the person that invested and watched it. It depends on our opinion overall with that. But, you know, it's kind of like how, like, certain things that are really, really bad are woven into things that are really good and we can't tell the difference anymore. That's because we cherish the notoriety. And we make the notoriety famous, which is really goes against the grain on things. But that's something for y'all to figure out at one time. I'm going to go ahead and say that that's moral too, and I'm going to leave y'all with that. But it's up to y'all on these things. And, you know, as I come out here and I do this for y'all, we have this um, exciting Power Play episode happening tomorrow. Um, as for those Hangout episodes, you're probably wondering when they're going to land. Well, the thing is, Hangouts always lands on Friday. So, in addition to that Jams episode, I'd like to say, like, the day of could be a thing where Jams and Hangouts actually meet up. And, you know, Hangouts lands on there in the daytime, and you're ready for the Jams episode that night. So, in a way, you got a double special coming up next Friday, too. Aren't you lucky? (laughs) and i hope you enjoy it all but yeah those that are asking um the twitch event happens at nine o'clock p.m eastern so adjust for time and me and the boys will be duking it out the whole time and you know you come for the fights but you stay for the lulls because there's gonna be a lot of them i know it 
But until then, now I want you all to take it easy. I hope you guys enjoyed story time tonight. There will be more of these to come. Don't you worry. Who knows? We'll probably read if I ran the zoo. I'm kidding. Kidding. Then again, you know what? I'm not. <laughs> uh, hey, who knows? Whatever comes out, I'll be sure to read it to you. And we'll go from there, okay? But until then, this is the J-Man signing off. And I'm glad you guys tuned in. We'll be back again tomorrow on Twitch. I will see you guys later.